1: This is Fight Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode number 796. We're the Fight Disciples. This is your MMA review for the weekend just gone. Lots to talk about, lots of good stuff to talk about. We're hey. also going to sprinkle in a conversation uh, about UFC and USADA. I know that a lot of you have been getting on to us about the reaction videos that we've been doing last week. Loads of different reactions, whether it be a UFC 294 shakeup in the main event, a UFC mm-hmm. 294 shakeup in the core main event. They're all on our YouTube channel right now. Go and check them out. Uh, but with, there's also a bit of news that dropped last week about UFC and USADA party company. We just held back a touch on putting that video out. And the reason for it is because when the news dropped, it actually just came from. USADA, wanted to Mm -hmm. see the UFC reaction, they're giving you a reaction now, so we're going to give you our reaction in this show, All right. before we get to it though, uh, make sure you subscribe to us, fightdisciples.com, everything is there for you, every audio feed under the sun, if you're already an audio subscriber, please subscribe to us as well, on YouTube, we're trying to grow the platform, thank you so much, loads of people came uh, to our platform last week and uh, became a subscriber, Um, thank you very much for doing that. Uh, You're helping us with the algorithms of YouTube, getting us under the noses of more fight fans. And it's going to be a big week this week because we're on the ground in Abu Dhabi for UFC 294. We're going to get you closer to the likes of Hamzat Chimaev. Uh, That could be carnage within itself. So please, subscribe to us and you can see the journey uh, out for UFC 294 as we've got some sensational title fights and a lot of good British interest as well uh, whilst we're out there. Uh, Now then... (laughs) Can I say, mate, I know this is unusual. Can I start with Cage Warriors? Yeah, man, absolutely, because it was fucking tremendous. Mate, what a show. Like, every time any mixed martial arts franchise goes uh, into Ireland, um, it always, always, always delivers. And Cage Warriors, um, Saturday night, just looked tremendous. Atmosphere always on point. Well done. If you got a ticket and you went down last night uh, to support some of those fighters, you were you were obviously treated to some sensational action, but you obviously delivered as well, and maybe got ten to fifteen percent out of extra out of those fighters too. Paul Hughes, man, right? We're gonna have to start, yeah. Everybody else, I know that the Irish uh, mixed martial arts media base have been banging this drum for a long period of time. We've only we've only tickled it. We've got to be honest, right? We've only mentioned him a couple of times and said, "Listen, this dude should be in the UFC. Mm-hmm. This dude should be in the UFC." Right? Mm-hmm. The fan base is ridiculous. The kid delivers. Yes, we hadn't seen him for a year since his, uh, since his fight with Jordan, the rematch with Jordan, and he ended up getting the victory in that particular fight. Uh, and okay, maybe uh, th- this fight at the weekend was maybe – st- listen, I don't want to be disrespectful, but maybe a step down from, uh, from Jordan. But mm-hmm, he delivered. I disagree.
0: Down. Yeah.
1: Maybe, yeah, sound. But he delivered, and he delivered – with a, with a viral moment, I know that these yeah. fights are wars sometimes, and they go the distance, and it's rock 'em sock 'em robots. But a first round, sensational finish, left up Larry and him right on the whiskers. Brilliant finish uh, from Paul Hughes. The times now, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to go on a UFC <clears> journey <throat> with this guy. What about you?
0: Yeah, we're locked in, aren't we, for the UFC Dublin um, at some stage in 2024. Um, and absolutely Paul Hughes will 100% be on that card Now I, I talked about last night's fight With uh, Jan Hagens as being the final piece The final audition I even dubbed it as on Twitter um, And I'm going to stand by that Because even though Jan may not be the biggest name in European MMA Anyone that knows European MMA Anyone that covers the sport in Europe Knows that this guy is not called Cubom for a reason Without, re- without good reason, 11 wins, 11 finishes, so fucking strong, so big at the weight. He is a fucking serious problem for anybody, especially somebody in the main event at home, who everybody believes is overdue as UFC call-up, that he knows the UFC and everybody associated with the UFC. is like, right, come on then, <clears throat> popcorn out, cage warriors on. Let's see. Come on, then. Remind us that this is the guy. And that's pressure. And for Paul Hughes to handle that pressure, to slip back, to let Q come forward and just, whoop, perfect little counter left hook. It was absolutely incredible. Q-bomb crashed face-first into the canvas, tried to turn round. couple of ground of pounds, unnecessary man. Gomar Cardone was right in there because that left hook. Little step back, little check left up. Q Hagan's literally folded in half, face plants the canvas. It was sensational. That, say, is how a young prospect, who everyone's excited about, who everyone's crying this guy should be in the UFC, punches his ticket to the UFC by that type of performance. Paul Hughes, mate, you were sensational. Full credit to you.
1: Yeah, man. I'm just trying to think of when it could happen. Obviously you just you highlighted the uh, I know that you've highlighted the Dublin card, but I'm ready now man. It's too long to wait. <laughs> Isn't it? It's too long to wait. There are there's obviously going to be a London cards in mm-hmm. in March. That's a name that you need to be looking at. The UFC like to bring through those you they like to give people that opportunity. Obviously we have Mick Parkin have have an opportunity. He came through the Cage Warriors yeah. vibe didn't he and he did his thing yep. and he looked great. Why not? They you know. Don't as well.
0: well Kyle Hagen, okay, it didn't work out for him, but he had his chance in March. Yeah, you know, I think you might be right. Paul Hughes in London in March, fight number two, Dublin in July, makes yeah. sense, man, makes sense.
1: Yeah, great performance. Listen, on the uh, uh, Kyle Hagen's, me saying that it was a step down, I, it's just because I rate Jordan Vucinich up there. Yeah,
0: okay, yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it, I get it. That's
1: where I was at. But it's a great, it's a mate, like you say, main event, not been in, not been active for a year. Back in the back in the mix, lots of pressure, wallop! What a shot, man! What an unbelievable shot it was. The timing of it was sensational,
0: um, and it was the way he went down as well. The way he just folded like a sack of potatoes on top of himself. That's what he does to other people. That's what he's done to other people. So for that's that's how you become a superstar. You know, you beat people at their own game. You I, fold people. You create viral moments. And that's what Paul Hughes has done there, he's created another viral moment on top of the crescendo of voices saying, why is this guy not in the UFC? And then the UFC or anyone, any UFC fan outside of Ireland who goes, all right, what's he all about then? Let's have a little look. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He fucking should be in the UFC. I
1: lo- I just love counter knockouts. You know, like, I love a slip counter. And I love it when you're using the force of somebody else, your opponent, obviously, against them. And that just that whole dance there, where Cagin's coming forward. There's a there's a deep kick in there. There's a couple of kicks. There's a little bit of an exchange, and Paul's just going backwards, backwards, backwards. He's just waiting, and Step then. Up. But if you look at the exchange just slightly before, he sees the gap there. He just doesn't throw it. So there's a right hand, and, he, and he's very lazy going back with his hand, isn't he? Very lazy. So you see the gap, and that's why I think he's beautiful about it. This is why I love martial arts because you read you're looking for patterns, you're reading those patterns, and then you go, all oh, right, you're lazy with that. Are you? Next time you throw that sunshine, I'll just check, I'll, ju- I'll check if it's there. He doesn't overload it, he doesn't bomb it. It's just beautiful technique and timing. He just sits there, just one step back, bang as he's going back. Ooh,
0: see you, sunshine. Right across the
1: chin. Ooh, Beautiful, and then he's on. He's on. And uh, mate, that fucking big grin that we saw at the end when he's up on the cage—beautiful stuff, uh-huh. mate. I'm, I'm not, I'm not all for necking a can of fucking stout, though. I'm going to be honest with you, right? The last thing, with that. all due respect, with all due respect, yeah. Everybody knows that I love a stout, love a love a nice pint of stout, but not after physical activity, yeah. With me gum shield still <laughs> <All in>. before, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just. Just let the stomach settle down and the adrenaline kick. I'll just have a nice, nice little energy drink or a little bit of water just to get if... back
0: to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. If, if Connor wants to throw some forged stout cash in this direction, sponsored <laughs> Disciples. Yeah, but I'll We're, we're not running around like lunatics,
1: mate. We're just doing our job like we can sit here and drink forged Irish stout all day long whilst we do the podcast. No bother. He's just had a scrap as the kid, and you know, anyway. It. The thing is, he still had the gum shield in, so he did actually consume more, he just went all over his face and his body <laughs> as, he, as he's drinking it. Just showered in it. Sexy. Hey, Sexy voice. Go on, lads. Go on there, boy. Well done, Paul. Great win. Mega.
0: Um, Great win for uh, Mason Jones on there as well. Listen, I, I expected... He had to graft it. He had to graft. Oh, yeah. It's a, it was a proper fight for him. But he worked hard for it. He worked hard to get that submission position in. Uh, Liassi, full credit to him for fighting out of it. But obviously, once Mason's on you, in those positions, he's big. He's heavy. And he knows how to finish. It was his bread and butter. And he pulled it out of the bag. But again, the reason why he's gone back down to cage warriors is to rebuild his confidence and to get him to a place where he's ready to step into the UFC when the second call comes. I don't think you'll ever regret taking the first call because there might never be a second call. Of course. But when you've been there and you've tasted it and gone, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a step back because I know I'm not quite where I want to be when I get to the big show and he's come away and he's still kind of a work in progress. I think if the call came in for him, I'd say, you know what? Not March. I'm going to, I'm going to stick where I am for now, but bear me in mind for July. You know what I mean? And I think Mason is still in that Paul Hughes needs to go now. Yeah. Mason Jones. I'd be happy to see him headline the next cage warriors Cardiff maybe. And then we have another little look about it, the situation, but good win for him. He had to answer some questions, come through some adversity. He did that. He got the finish. Double Dragon rolls on.
1: Yeah, man. Listen, looked a great night for all the dudes uh, that did attend uh, Cage Warriors in Dublin. They've got a lovely bit of momentum going on at the moment, man. Every single time they're putting another... on a show, the Manchester show was wicked. The Dublin show's wicked. They've got another co- co- couple of British shows. Listen, we understand that following mixed martial arts, especially at the highest level, <clears throat> it's an expensive gig, man. We're we we we're, we're fortunate enough to come across a few of these fans. Yeah. Uh, Kelly's one of them, isn't she? she? She travels all over the bloody world with a little Ganga of warriors. I'm sure she'll enjoy that shout-out, but we know it's expensive. Tickets, hotels, flights. Cage Warriors is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for... For you to go and enjoy some live MMA, good standard MMA good standard, at a re- yeah. at a reasonable price as well. You know what I mean? If you get the opportunity to go to a Cage Warriors show, I would thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it because they're fucking delivering time and time again.
0: Especially then Dublin shows as well. The atmosphere is wicked. Oh. Like the Irish MMA at the moment is is lunatic. You know, it's, it's having a second rebirth now. Obviously, Conor completely put it on the map and almost made it a national sport, and then. For a minute there, we thought rugby was the Irish national sport, and then the All Blacks rocked up. Sorry, sorry. Cheap dig there at the ball. That's too soon, man. Island. That's only yesterday. <laughs>
1: what are you doing, man? You can't do
0: that. They were supposed to win the World Cup, man. The Irish blew it. That quarterfinal case struck them again. Fucking They played New anyway, Zealand.
1: I know, but they were
0: favourites. They should have won. Anyway, at least you've got MMA to keep you happy, Ireland. I love you.
1: Uh, I saw you and Gary last night, actually. He was at the. Uh, he was oh. at Misfits.
0: He was at the Misfits
1: thing. <laughs> I'm not even getting involved. Not even getting involved. You know involved what though?
0: Ian and and his team around him are intelligent enough to go. Let's go and see how they do it. You know what I mean? Let's go and make some notes because Ian Gary, as as anyone that follows the social media, is invested serious cash into his social media profile for everything yeah, we does. said on the boxing show. or You said in the boxing show. That's where sport is these days. That's where professional sport is. You know, not everybody can fame can date a famous pop star to sell their shirts. But what you can do is invest in your social media, build your own audience, get this core fan base behind you to make you a valuable asset. And I guess that's – Ian Gary never went to Manchester last night to watch the boxing, faux boxing. He went there to go, let's see how these social media kids operate. Let's see how, we, how they do it. And um, I think a lot of it would have probably embarrassed them and shocked them, but a lot of it he would have probably made some notes from as well. So that's the only reason he'd have been there.
1: Yeah, and give Dylan Dennis a bit of shit as well, no doubt. Um, Right, UFC, mate. Yeah. Edson Barboza is a double hard bastard.
0: Hey, I know know you
1: said it. I know you said it. you've, You've upset me because I was so... After the first five minutes of this fight, I'm literally writing out a text to you. Right? Oh, I, literally. Bet you I bet you <laughs> First five minutes, I'm watching Sadiq just do Sadiq Bat things, him. and I'm thinking, wow, this is the statement that I was clamoring yeah. for last week. He's been waiting for the big name, <clears throat> got the opportunity against Edson. The first five minutes is just outstanding, man. He dishes it out. He's on the verge of stopping it. Well, it's a 10 the,
0: the first three minutes... Because <clears throat> I talk a bit of first two first two, three minutes. I'm like, oh my god, Sadiq Youssef is, is about to become a superstar. People don't do this to Edson Barbosa, and this is making a statement, and this kid is legit, and this kid needs a big fight. And two or three minutes in, I'm starting to think, oh my god, who's imagine Youssef against you know, um against Arnold Allen. Imagine Youssef. Against fucking Max Holloway, and I'm like, oh, oh it's Arnold's scary. already beat him, this is amazing. No, no, but you want to see the because he yeah. looked incredible. And then yeah, about hmm. three-minute mark in, Edson gets the takedown, pulls him into guard, starts wrestling with him. Tiny up. don't get me wrong, by then it's already a 10-8 round. There's no ways yeah. unless he pulls some amazing submission out of the bag, the round's gone. But Edson uses that experience to go, I'm getting fucked here. Come here, come on the ground. Come in me guard. And I'm, I don't like, I, I'm not a ground fighter, but I've got I'm, I'm experienced enough to go get in me guard. Come here. I'll tie these arms and legs up. Fuck that. I'm not taking any more shots off you, you lunatic. And he just negated the last two minutes. It was a 10-8 gone. Don't get me wrong. There's yeah. no there was no coming back from the 10-8 at that point. But he just tied Usik enough, tied Sadiq enough. Maybe took a little bit of heat out of his arms, took a little bit of energy out of his tank, knowing full well that, okay. There's a round two here. Let's see if I can clear my head. And in doing so, he did clear his own head, of course, as well. I thought that was a master by a very, oh, he... very damaged Edson Barbosa. Mate, experience.
1: He old manned him. That's what he did. Young kids come out, seen the opportunity, blitzed him. 10 that first round. Not got him <laughs> out of there. Right. Now, what are you all about, Sunshine? And, 100% Sadiq Youssef learned so much from the next 20 minutes of this fight. He learned so much from it. But Edson Barbosa, just the way, even the second round. Listen, I can make an argument. I'm, I'm sure you will argue against me, but I can make an argument that Sadiq maybe takes that second round. Third round, though, with the, with, the hit, with when the spinning fucking wheel kick comes in, you're like, ah, <laughs> right, okay. Here we go then. Edson Barbosa is now going to go do Edson Barbosa stuff. And even though it was a, Listen, it's a 30-odd-year-old version of Edson Barbosa. He's not peak, 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 peak Edson Barboza. It was an intelligent performance, man. He negates it. He navigates it. He knows when to. He knows when not to. He knows what the threats are. He'd figured it out. He'd weathered a storm. I have absolutely no problem with him having his hand raised. I personally did score it a draw. I had the 10-8, one to Usyk, three to Barboza, hence me coming up with a draw. But I've no problem if you've gone second round, Barbosa, and then he's he's done the business and he's got the job done. Um, mate, I thought it was a phenomenal performance from Edson Barboza, just the way that he navigated that first three to four minutes and then fucking kept going, stayed in it. Dude was fucking gassy. They, they were fucked, but he managed to n- navigate the full 25 minutes. It was brilliant.
0: I'm glad they they got the fight of the night because they both deserved it. And you're right. Sadiq will come away from that devastated because, you know, he's in this great form. He had this fantastic start to the fight. And he's probably, you know, for a split second there, he's thinking, I've fucking done it, man. I've got got him. I've I've cracked it. You know, and, and, and we don't say this a lot anymore, but credit to Herb Dean in that first round for not stopping the fight because... There wasn't that moment where it needed to be stopped. Yes, Edson was falling over. He was sliding down the fence at one point. You're about two or three clean ones away, aren't you? But he didn't take that shot where you go, that's off. Yeah, you're right. Protect them. So good on Herb or sleepy Herb these days probably worked in Edson's favour. That sleepy Herb was a little bit off off the case. But the Sadiq, as painful as it might be, Today, when he looks back, and oh, bastard, I've lost. And obviously, the 50 grand fight of the night bonus will help. But still, he'll be frustrated. But I think over the course of this week, next week, he'll be like, I needed that. I needed that experience. <clears throat> I needed to know what it feels like to, one, do the five rounds. Two, do a main event. Three, going in against an experienced guy that's going to weather the storm. I've learned now that not everyone's going to fall over when I hit them on the chin. So I need to save a little bit of my gas tank. You know, I allowed him, by getting carried away, the opportunity to grab me, take me down, pull me into his guard. I I wasted a lot of energy trying to land elbows and ground and pound in that moment because he was hurt. When maybe I should have been a bit more composed to go, okay, 25-minute fight this. I see what you're doing, kid. Fair enough. The round's won. So if you're not doing nothing from bottom, I'll try and get out of your guard, but I'm certainly not going to waste a ton of energy. So I think there's so much... That's a will take from this fight. He'll be absolutely, I know it's a cliche, a better fighter for this loss. Edson Barbosa, man. It was just phenomenal. And I noticed it, obviously, as a big Edson fan, and was like delighted when he took him down, delighted when he got him in his guard, delighted when he survived to the second round. But then he comes out for the second round, <clears throat> and he's stepping in close, and he's winging away, and he's throwing big, big body shots. And... We know from the world of boxing when you're in a when you're used to being in a sprint and suddenly you're in a 12-round championship fight or in this instance used to doing 15-minute fights but suddenly like Sadiq you're now in a 25-minute fight. The intelligence of Edson Barbosa to be like, right, I've survived that round. I need to turn this around. I need to take the engine out of this kid and I don't want to spend the fight on me back. I need to. What am I going to do to slow him down? I'm going to work the body. If you're watching that second round, so many of his punches land to the body. Big looping shots to the body. He's targeting the body rather than the chin. That is the intelligence of an experienced pro. Goes, kid's never been 25. This is going 25. I ain't going fucking nowhere. I might be wrong side of 30, but I'm fit as a fiddle. I'm as fit as I was in my 20s. I know that. My numbers prove that. I know I can go strong for 25. Let's see if this kid who's just emptied the tank almost in the first can go 25 with me. And that's the body. Let's drill his body, body, body. Credit to Sadiq, man. He was in fantastic condition as well. He proved he also has got a fantastic chin. But once he worked that body, then when Sadiq started bringing the hands down, protecting his body from the punches and from the body kicks, that's when Edson went back upstairs with the Terry and wheel kick and the jab. Like that lovely snappy jab he used as height advantage because he is naturally a bigger guy, Edson. That he started connecting really with that jab. And okay, the, the face tells the story of where the damage was. He was badly marked up, purely based on the first round and then more punches being landed later on. But I thought from round two onwards, Edson Barbosa led the dance and he put Sadiq in his position as a young, experienced pup to go, ah, now, the old master's not done yet, son. I thought he was great. I thought they were both great.
1: That little skip... Uh, Fucking mate, that little that little skip back leg kick from uh, oh. from South Pole stance, It's just so fast, so frightening, so forceful. Right to the, he, he cracked him a couple of times in the stomach. Then you think, oh, mate, beautiful. It's just if beautiful you, to watch.
0: If you watch that on a green screen and it's just the silhouette, and that you skip and is. throw, you, know, yeah. it you yeah. know it is. You know it is. You know what I mean? It's it's trademark Edson Some in it. That's his logo.
1: Beautiful. Great main event. Uh, Really good performance from uh, Vivian Araujo. I think Jennifer Meyer just got going too late. She didn't get going until the third round, really. Araujo just uh, dominated her for for the first 10 minutes. Um, Really good, systematic uh, breakdown performance from Araujo. Meyer, listen, she's been at championship class before. We know that she's very, very good. Um, But she just uh didn't get going until that last five minutes i thought she won the last uh round of the fight uh but it was too little too late for me and aroused you're a well-worthy winner over points
0: yeah the the last round as well there was an awful lot of it up against the clinch and then when she did kind of get her to the ground she went for that arm bar. listen and they were they were excited mike and don were like oh yeah at least she went for the arm bar and i'm like yeah man she tried to win the fight but she allowed the fight to get to a point where she yeah, had to fucking roll the it was dice. Desperation. You know I mean? It was desperation, yeah. yeah. She had to throw that up there. She had to go for that armbar because she knew she'd lost the pre- previous two rounds. So I was a little bit disappointed in Jennifer Meyer, to be honest with you. But maybe that's not giving her Raujo the credit that she deserves. That's a big win for her on a big co-main event spot as well.
1: One person that I'm definitely impressed by, which which hurts me, even though they've kind of... I know they've changed, they haven't changed his name. They're just pronouncing his name properly now, aren't they? Adrian Yanez. Um, Jonathan Martinez, man. Fucking hell. Do you know like when you asked me that question about taking leg kicks off Edson Barbosa? Fuck that. This I don't what, want
0: to take him off I don't want to take him off, him. Don't this, is take what I've, him off this. I've written this here. Ask Adam now if he'd rather be punched in the face or fucking kicked in the leg by Jonathan Martinez because there's only one answer. That kid can punch me clean on the conch any to any day of the week. Just do not kick me on the it was every time he kicked oh. Yanez, though, it was just on the inside of the knee. And I was like, for fuck's sake, at least it's his shin or his calf or his thigh once. Everyone was like a gunshot to the side of the knee. I was like, oh my God, this is this is like this is abuse. This is abuse. I felt for Yanez, man. Horrible. Horrible. Like.
1: We we do see obviously Edson's got a few, Martinez has got a few, but when you see a TKO via leg kicks, oh, it makes so. it genuinely makes you feel a bit sick. Yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> like in the pit of my stomach, I'm like, stop yeah. it!
1: <laughs> Somebody stop <laughs> this
0: fight. Mate, we've all twisted our knee. We've all you've yeah. all hit your knee ligaments in some way, shape, or form. Maybe only, only just like slipping off a cable or falling over pissed or whatever. And you know how painful it is and how, fuck, how upset your leg is for days and you can't walk properly and you have to put a little brace on it. And your knee is just such a horrible joint because of the 360 motion around it that you've just got to really look after your knees badly. And to see someone getting kicked on it like that, because every time he kicks, you're just thinking, there's another week he isn't going to be able to walk. There's another week he ain't going to be able to walk. And you're like, oh man. And in the end, you're like, age man. Just go down. Just, 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 Go down. I don't want to see them land but it, anymore. It, it, it's it's, it's an audible. unusual feeling, isn't it? Not like do you know, like, you don't
1: get them that often. Like a dead leg. When mm-hmm. you get a dead leg, you're like, oh fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Like if if anybody, if you watch the show and you spar, right, you're used to getting cracked in the body. You're used to getting cracked in the face. So therefore, your your body's kind of used to those feelings. Yeah, they're unpleasant. Don't get me wrong; they're unpleasant feelings. Yeah. But you're no one in sparring kitchen in the knee, exactly. Man, it's just horrific when you get one, like, oh, fuck. and then you just can't recover for ages. Yeah, yeah. And then they go and do it again whilst it, whilst you're trying to recover. Oh, yeah. felt for Yanez. Um, brilliant performance from Jonathan Martinez. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. You know, you're, you're taking on an elite striker. We, we build mm-hmm. this as it going to be a great fight, yeah. Take his base. Take his base, clean away from him so he can't get his hands off. And Jonathan Martinez came out from the very first second. He went, bang, right, here we go. This is the game plan. You know what I'm going to do? Try and get your legs out of the way. Yeah. And he couldn't.
0: And that's that's what every bantamweight now has to face up to. If you're matched up with Jonathan Martinez, you've got to drill getting those legs out the fucking way or in some way, shape, and form. Check check. They're so quick. Checking those kicks is not easy. It's just not easy. You know, Adrian Yanez is a quality striker. And there was absolutely nothing he could do about it. And every time it landed, it was like a gunshot. Oh, man, he was so accurate. So, so accurate. It was like he was paying tribute to Edson Barbosa in the main event, wasn't he? Yeah. It really was. It it was a brutal performance from Martinez. Absolutely brutal.
1: Uh, This week in Abu Dhabi, we are going to obviously be in the company of Johnny Walker. Love Johnny Walker. Absolute crackpot. E- equally as crack potty is Michel Pajera who was uh, who was in action uh, at the weekend nice against uh, Andre so Petroski. Well, they do they do remind me very. They're similar dudes, aren't they? Big equally good as potty. Yeah, they are big, good-looking mad bastards. That's yeah. basically what these two are. Creative yeah. strikers love a little bit of a boogie when they get when they're on the way to the octagon, all that type of stuff. They've got this fucking sinister. Serial killer look about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just big time. <clears throat> and they possess power, man. They man. land. They're going to hurt you, as Michel mm-hmm. Pereira did
0: uh, with Petrosky the the weekend, mate. He, that, you know, obviously the fight didn't last too long. What was it? About 60-odd seconds. Yeah. Just that little bit of switching stances a little bit. Just kind of, Petrosky just couldn't get settled and it was like, okay. Well, and then he goes to the throw and it was just the timing from Pereira. Just a... Nothing super calculated about it. Just a quick st- slip the feet, straight right hand, right down the centre. Caught Petrosky clean on the snozzer. He goes down, obviously, fucking his bloodshot to his eyes. His eyes are watering. Ah, fucking hell, I'm on my back. And before he knew it, obviously, the uh, he's jumped in. The referee's had to step in. It was a brutal right hand from Pajaya. And you know, I'm excited about what Payer might be able to do at middleweight because he was a gigantic welterweight. And as he proved here with Petrovsky, he's certainly not undersized up at middleweight. He's a serious dude. If he's big and he's strong. Mate, and he's saw healthy, against Danny, didn't we? We saw him against Danny. He's massive. He's gigantic. fucking huge. Exactly. Exactly. So now he's come up to middleweight. You see him with the proper middleweight and he still looks massive. <laughs> but what, we've, what that proved to me is the speed has gone up with him. The speed has gone up. To middleweight from welterweight, yeah, because that right hand was just so quick. Petoski couldn't catch it, couldn't couldn't do anything with it except eat it. And when by the time he got it, he was fucking on the flat of his back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ka- uh Christian Rodriguez, <clears throat> great performance, mate. Well done. We uh, have highlighted Cameron Simon as one of those to keep an eye on, obviously coming through the same camp as Dricus Duplessis, a fantastic talent, only a young pup, still learning, lots to learn, Uh, and Christian Rodriguez, uh, and he had a a nice little dance uh, on Saturday night with Rodriguez getting his hand raised over over the 15 minutes. Again, a a wonderful fight for both guys, good learning fight for Simon, who was on the wrong end of it, Uh, and a good performance from Rodriguez.
0: Yeah. Listen, yes, it was a good performance from Rodriguez on the back of a previously good performance as well. This is a kid that we should be getting excited about, that we should be talking about more and more. This is the second time he's come up against an undefeated opponent, and he's absolutely delivered. And he's not only delivered on the feet, he's delivered on the ground as well. Like Cristian Rodriguez, we should all be getting excited about being a genuine star in the UFC, rather than the guys who he keeps getting matched up against. And that's not to say Cameron Simon wasn't great in this fight. I thought he, looked, he, he fought brilliantly as well. I, you know, I, he was in it. He was in the fight for every minute of every round. It's just he come up against a guy who was better on the ground, as good as him on the feet, and just had that little bit of timing on him. However, hmm. as happy as I am with Christian Rodriguez, as happy as I am with his future and how exciting he is, kid weighed then five pounds overweight, man. Four pounds yeah. over the allowance. So the fight took place at 140. Yeah. rather than what it should have been, 136. Cameron and Simon made weight. Rodriguez come in four pound over. Yeah, fair. Okay. Christian Rodriguez probably lost 20, maybe even 30% of his purse to Cameron and Simon. That's fair enough. However, where's the penalty? Cameron Simon made weight. Cameron Simon stayed in the sauna, got that weight off. Christian Rodriguez, and, and before you go, wait a minute, Cameron saying probably had his best round in the third round when he'd come on and blah, 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 I don't give a fuck about that. Kid killed himself to make weight. As far as I'm concerned, he's done his contractual obligation. Christian Rodriguez, as happy as I am, as in him as a talent, I'm not happy that he's weighing in four-pound overweight. I'm yeah. not happy that he's taking a 30% penalty. The UFC has to do more. Has to do more because most outlets... points off. Yeah, most outlets this morning will be like... Oh, Christian Rodriguez. He's one for the future. It's getting Cameron Seyman as first ever. Oh, that's a fuck, That's two O's he's taken back to back. I'm excited about this. This guy. No, no, no. That's not the, the line. The line on Christian Rodriguez is this guy needs to be penalized, as do all fighters that fail to make weight. He didn't miss weight. He failed to make weight. He was four pound over the weight he should have been. Four pound. That's not missing weight. That's making the decision not to make weight. That is failing to make weight. Now, we might go, well, I messed up my me weight court. I've done this. I've done that. I don't care, man. You're a professional. Your job, your first job, is to make weight on Friday before the fight. You're contractually obligated to do that. When you don't do that, when you miss weight from the extent of four pounds, again, that's not missing weight. That's failing to make weight. It's something very different. For me, that is way, way too much weight. The 30% of your pace, that goes to salmon That's not fair. That fight should start. And I hope the UFC bring this in. That fight must start. Very first belt. As soon as it goes, the referee should go, right, stop the clock. One second into round number one. Rodriguez come to the center. You fail to make weight. Point off, point off, point off. Go back to your corner. Let's start the fight. That's what should happen. Because we're seeing this too often now. And Cameron Seyman was... Fought brilliantly, but if I was Cameron Same, I'd be like, "I'm in there with the guy with loaded gloves. What you expect? Okay, I took thirty percent of his pace. His pace is probably only about twenty-five grand. So how does that benefit me? I've just lost my own now. So my selling point would sit with with promote with um, advertisers or sponsors. This superstar out of South Africa that's unbeaten that's gone now because I've got a loss on my record." And okay, this is not a sport obsessed with loss with, with with O's, I'll give you that. But still, Cameron Seaman went in there with a guy that didn't have to go through what he had to go through to make weight. For all me, we know for all we know, Rodriguez and his team might have gone, fucking good, this kid. Tell you what we'll do. Fuck the scales off Friday. We'll eat well Thursday night, so we're nice and healthy. We'll give 30% of our purse and we'll be that little bit stronger inside the octagon. Even if that was just a psychological benefit. Rodriguez goes to bed going, yeah, man, I haven't even had to cut weight. I'm going to kill this guy. It's just not fair. It's just not fair in the UFC now, as they are the pioneer, the, the leaders in this industry need to start making a decision on what is missing weight and what is failing to make weight, four pounds over, weighing 140 pounds instead of 136. That's that's failing to make weight. That for me should come with a point penalty.
1: Uh, Melissa Dixon got uh, victory on debut, uh, points decision. And also, a highlight from the prelims, Terence McKinney's back in the quick wins. You see, Mm -hmm. he jumped to it early doors, didn't he? When he made uh, his UFC debut, getting that seven-second victory. A little bit longer, 20 seconds it took him. uh, But it's nice to see uh, T-Rex back doing his thing. Uh, I know he's had a little bit of a bumpy ride. He comes across as a fantastic character. I've Met him a couple of times. Nice, uh, nice to nice to, uh, nice to see him uh, get a victory. Uh, so there you go. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment Um anything else you want to highlight from the show or do you want to get into a bit of USADA chat?
0: Let, let's talk you chat, yeah. Cause uh I watched, did you watch the press oh, 90 Hunter? minutes?
1: 90 minutes with a with a very, very pissed off Jeff Navitsky, mate. 90 minutes with the lad.
0: <laughs> exactly. I thought um I thought Hunter uh was mega that first because he just went, nah man, we ain't having this. Yeah. Bring that bus over here. Here's fucking Usada's reputation. One, fucking drive it and then reverse over. And I was like, okay, Hunter, fair enough. And then it was Jeff's turn, and Jeff brought receipts, baby. Jeff mate, brought receipts. Fucking now,
1: mate. I was Jesus. sat there in. You know that I love a receipt. I was sat there in awe watching Jeff Novitzi just go. Ching, ching, (laughs) ching, ching, ching. I'm like, fucking hell, don't piss Jeff Davidsky off is my learn from that. Don't piss the guy off.
0: It it was the fact that, yeah, obviously, Hunter comes in, I'll let you explain in a sec the situation and what Mm. what the UFC are doing from January the 1st. Yeah, But when Hunter come in and, as I say, he he, he basically threw them under the bus, when he passed to Jeff, I thought, okay, here we go, Jeff's quite a serious... You know, yeah. technical dude, you know, he's a proper stats man. He he knows that he knows the, the PD business fucking better than anybody. The drug testing business better than anybody. He is probably the most famous drug testing investigator in sports history. And Jeff is the guy. And for Jeff to start by going, my entire reputation is on the line when I stand by this program. And when I say that, and, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Jeff has gone all in from the beginning. Basically, gone. My entire life has been in the pursuit of clean sports, and I'm gonna put my reputation on the line when I say this. They're this. They're that. We're this. We're and I was like, "Fucking hell!" And then the receipts come out. I was like, "Damn!" It was like Hunter went right. You saw that, right? Double decker bus drive over, reverse, sound the dead, and then Jeff went. Not today, fucker. Pulled out a big gasoline, poured it all over USADA, lit a match, threw it on top, fed the fucking ashes to a goat. It was (laughs) sensational, man. He absolutely destroyed any credibility USADA or certainly the, the, the head of USADA had left. It's just like, mate, it was like a tag team, like a tag team assault. Do not piss off, Jeff. Jeff Nowitzki, right? If next time we go the PI or or the Uf- UFC headquarters, we'll see him this week. I'll be fu- I'll be like fucking. Do you want my chair, Jeff? Do you want my parking <laughs> space, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, can I get you a burrito? Because Jeff is not the guy you want to piss off, man. He is not the fucking guy. If I was Jeff's neighbor, I'd fucking buy him a mower. Never mind, let him borrow my mower. But like, there's a mower for you, Jeff. Here's a Christmas card. I know it's only April, but I want to get in early. Besties, he's the guy. Fuck me.
1: The, the reason for Jeff's mood, let's just say, is because something was insinuated, which is quite evidently not true. And the reason why we didn't respond in the immediate aftermath of the USADA statement that came out last week was because it didn't match anything that we knew from the UFC and the things that we've spoken about in the past. Everybody knows, if you watch us on, talk about boxing, talk about uh, everything that goes on in the UFC, we're vocal about performance-enhancing drugs. We're not backwards in coming forwards when it comes to people that fail tests and the punishments that should come their way. There are certain things that USADA do that I'm massively in favor for. There's also a couple of things that I've thought to myself, "Hmm, is that right? Is that that not right? But overall, I've always said, I'm happy with this because it is a no-nonsense program. Now, evidently, last week with the USADA statement, they have tried to create a picture that isn't necessarily true and they've used an athlete i.e conor mcgregor uh in order to paint uh, a situation and and cause a falsity and highlight and we well, listen we got loads of messages in the back in the back of it going oh ufc have binned off usada because usada won't do what they want when it comes to conor mcgregor and chuck him back in the pool yeah. it's w- w- well within the sixth month allotted period and i'm like going well I've had conversations in the last six months with guys at the UFC and they've assured me, and these are people that won't lie. There's no reason to lie. Or I'm I'm intelligent enough and you're intelligent enough to be able to see when someone's maybe politician in the answer a little bit. No, they've been absolutely categoric by saying, he's not going to get treated any any different. He's got to do this series of clean tests. He's got to be in the pool for six months. We've been banging on about him getting in the pool for such a long period of time. And they were they were adamant that that was going to be the case. So when that statement came out last week, I was like, something's not right here. Don't feel right. Let's see what the UFC said. Let's see what the response is. And I'm glad, this is another thing as well. I'm glad that Dana went, Hunter's dealing with this. Because yeah. when Hunter comes out and he deals with it, you know it's fucking serious shit. And that's no disrespect to Dana. Dana's You know brilliant. it's legal. <laughs> You know it's illegal. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know that, oops, the lawyer shit. out there. That's the lawyer dealer. Litigation's coming, right? Ah, step back, everybody. Right. <laughs> so Hunter comes out and he, obviously alongside Jeff, who has been uh, the king of this program. And this is it. This is the, this is maybe where the confusion is for a lot of lot of fight fans. The UFC have set the programme up. It's not a USADA program. No. It's a UFC program that they everybody knows about the TRT era and yeah. that drugs, performance and drugs were rife in martial arts and UFC. Everybody, that's not, a, that's not, that's not a, a, a secret. Everybody knows that. So the UFC, in order to clean it up, in order to be able to get the sport and their franchise into certain states in America, to get them onto certain broadcast platforms, mm-hmm. they, they had to do certain things. In order to prove to these people, we are a serious sport. We take things very, very seriously. And performance enhancing drugs is one of those things. Hence, bringing in Jeff Nowitzki to be the head of anti-doping within UFC. And with Jeff Nowitzki, they've gone, right, we need to make an anti-doping program. How do we do that? Right, this is what we do. And at the time, given where the UFC were at, you saw the worthy testing agency that they could use. And for a long period of time, it was wicked, man. They work together incredibly well. Um, and I think it's quite evident that there has been progress as it made the sport safer. I don't know. I don't know the answers to that, but what it has absolutely done, it has given us some level of transparency when it comes to performance enhancing drug and anti-doping violations, right? Now we have seen and spoken to athletes in the last two to three years where they are incredibly frustrated over the uh, whereabouts testing when it comes to Usada because it's still a piece of paper that they've got to fill in and send it off, and there's a lot of administration. We're talking about professional athletes, the best, of the best athletes in the planet. Mm-hmm. Now they want to, they've got to train, get ready for fights. They've got to do so when they go, whenever they go anywhere, they have a, an administrative thing that they've got to fill in, send off. Right, I'm going on my holidays. Right, I'm going to be here. Right, I'm going to be there. Now, of course, it would be far easier to have it in your phone, wouldn't it? To have an app where you can just go, bing, 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 bosh. And as we heard from Jeff Nowitzki uh, in that 90-minute dialogue, that for the last four years, the UFC have been saying, listen, man, we're investing millions, millions with you. We are 30% of your budget. Where is this app? For our athletes to make this process easier because we are seeing fighters fail on or or flag up on whereabouts failures, which is not unfair because we know what the the process is, but let's try and make the process easier. Mm -hmm. And this has been going on for some time. And anyway, they've been butting heads about it for ages. And it just has got to a stage now where the UFC have decided that USADA aren't necessarily the best people for them and their anti-doping program. USADA made it look like that the UFC have parted ways with USADA because of a disagreement over Conor McGregor's testing and uh, whether he is or whether he isn't coming back into the pool. As Hunter Campbell says, and listen, I'm not a legal guy, they're going to get in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't throw an athlete or an organization under the bus with falsities Mm -hmm. over something as serious as it is. Now, the questions that I had, and I wanted to just hold back before we make our video, the questions was I had, right, right. Okay. Who are you using for your sample collections, right? Mm -hmm. How is that process going to play out now for UFC athletes going forward? And who is in charge of punishment? Who's going to be responsible for the administration of those test samples and it was all answered in that 90 minutes kick back relax so what is going to happen they are going to use drug free sport drug free sport we've heard about these on many occasions if you listen to our boxing show we've been speaking about them a lot because room have flirted with them a little bit especially when they've been over uh, in the states doing stuff over there we know that they are uh, the testing organization for the nfl uh, and various other organizations NBA, as well
0: nhl mls yeah, uh, yeah. keep listening them. keep listening P-G- them. pga Yep. Basically, every major sports organization, certainly based in the US, <clears throat> drug-free sport do their test them for them. They're the biggest drug-tested agency in the world, apparently.
1: Yeah, they are the biggest sample collectors in the world to the extent right. where USADA use Drug-Free Sport to collect some of their samples. All right. Yeah. So, Drug-Free Sport are the biggest sample uh, collection agency. Uh, when it comes to peds in the world they're in I think uh, Jeff mentioned that they're in 50 different territories all over the world uh so which will obviously make that easy because they've got athletes in all these territories all over the world um and they have the technology in order to be able to make mm. things an easier process the major testing lab is obviously in Salt Lake City a place that you know very very well my friend Ooh, uh, so they've they've got. <clears throat> The facilities in place that works with the word the UFC doping program is at right now in order to be able to take this to the to the next level you heard from Hunter you heard from Jeff Nowitzki sample collections are going to go up it's going to be a more intense program we're going to do more of it we're also going to be more specific towards mixed martial arts USADA very similar to this, and this is if you listen to us on boxing, this is very similar with UK anti-doping. UK anti-doping are not boxing specific. They tend they 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 collect samples from athletes from all different sports. So therefore, they're testing for drugs
0: Same stuff.
1: that are not necessarily fight sports specific. Don't get me wrong, they're testing for some good stuff, but it's not necessarily fight sports specific. The UFC anti-doping uh, program can now obviously working with scientists, working with um, the, the people that are working with at Drug Free Sport, can say, right, what drugs out there right now are the most key for when it comes to fight sports? Because we can tailor our program now to be testing for drugs and new uh, uh, metabolites of these particular drugs that are fight sports specific and we uh, want to eradicate cheating in fight sports. So you word him talking about EPR? We've spoken about EPO on many, many occasions. It is absolutely the, the, the biggest, I suppose, for a, any endurance sport that involves punching people in the face.
0: Yep.
1: To be able to go for longer off the the fact of uh, artificial uh, insemination, let's say, <clears throat> is is a key thing to be looking for. So the EPO testing is going to be more specific, more rigorous. It's going to go up uh, to to the next levels. So that, from a testing point of view, I'm like, sound okay drug free sport they're a reputable company um who's going to be in charge of the punishments because this is always the key isn't it mm-hmm. who is going <clears throat> to receive the information once someone has an adverse finding or a clear whatever right uh and again that that question was answered in that 90 minute uh media day they are going to use an independent administrator by the name of George Piro George Piro uh is a guy Listen, if you do a bit of Googling, obviously, I don't know too much about George Pirro because I've never heard him before, before Jeff Nowitzki mentioned his name um, at the weekend. Uh, but George Pirro is the guy that was tasked by the United States authorities to interrogate Saddam Hussein when uh, when they captured the fella, right? So the guy has got uh, military credentials as long as you're on. He's got uh, credentials to, to who knows where. And, but the key thing is for this. The key thing is that he's not a UFC member of staff. He's not UFC. He is an independent administrator who is solely in charge of the administration of uh, what of, of the of the sample collections gained yeah. by drug free sport. So drug free sport will go out. They'll do the sample collection. They'll take it to their lab. They'll say, boom, 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 boom. Oh shit! Such and such a body. Mr. Pirro has failed for this. Mr. Pirro will sit there going, "Right, sunshine, oi, you got EPO in your system. What say you?" Obviously, there's a, a arbitration uh, process that can, that athletes can adhere to. But in essence, all that that I'm saying, the only thing that has changed really is that they have they're using a different testing body, different sample collection body, drug-free sport rather than USADA and whereas USADA were implementing the punishments last time, they are now using an independent administrator to implement the punishments. Nothing has really changed, if anything it's going to get more intense it's going Mm -hmm. to get more intense for athletes and it's going to go to the next level when it comes to premier uh, performance enhancing drugs, anti-doping testing policies. So yes there was alarm bells mainly caused by USADA for a 24-hour period. And that's another key thing as well. We we sung the praises last week, didn't we? About, oh, you've lost your co-main. Oh, you've lost your men. 24 hours, they take control of the narrative. We've solved the problem. There you go. Done. USADA went first off the back of a meeting that they had last Monday. And within 24 hours... The UFC have taken control of the narrative. They've gone right in front of us. They've not let this dwindle on because this could be a very different conversation between me and of you. Of course, right now. we Absolutely. could be asking loads
0: of different Without questions. Without that back, press conference, be... we'd be going, "Wait a minute, fucking hell, no one's getting tested. What the fuck?" Exactly. What's
1: going on? What's going on? Athletes are all over the place. They don't know what the fucking score is. They've within 24 hours. They've got in front of the cameras and they've gone right. Let's. This is the. This is the shit. Bang, 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 bang. Open it up to the room. What questions have you got? Questions, 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 questions from reputable media members. Answer, 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 answer. There you go. We've sat here for 90 minutes now, lads. Everybody sound. Oh, thanks. Well, oh, yeah, thanks for answering that. Done. perfect. That is how you deal with that situation. Absolutely mm-hmm. perfect from the UFC, from Hunter Campbell and Jeff Nowitzki. I am satisfied with the answers. Listen, the proof's in the pudding. Let's come back at this now in a year from now and let's see what drug-free sport and Mr. Piro are all about because actions are far louder than words, aren't they? But as of right now,
0: I sit here and go, okay, cool. It seemed like that was – well, it's evident now the UFC has made the decision to leave USADA and go with drug-free sport from January the 1st. It's yeah. just USADA
1: so there are evidently stuff.
0: couldn't handle that and went, oh, fuck. Uh, well, UFC have dropped us because, you know, they want some enforce kind of – again – Litigation. It's in their ass eventually. because
1: they've lost 30% of the budget, so, mate. That's exactly. what's happened.
0: Unlike anything in a the business with the shareholders and, and a board of a board members that need to be appeased. So yeah. The guy who uh who put out that USADA statement, the head of USADA. Travis. Yeah, yeah. Let's see where he's working come Christmas.
1: Yeah. Listen, like I said, I'm happy uh with the yeah, uh with the, that the ufc put out the but as i said the proof is in the pudding let's give it a year now let's come back at this in a year 18 months from now and let's see where the new relationship is at and let's see if they have taken it to the level there is nothing to doubt that it's not going to be that case because jeff davitsky like i said he's going to go out of his way now to make sure that this is the fucking greatest oh, testing yeah. program really? that you have ever his, seen on your his life
0: reputation <laughs> relies on it the other good thing I heard, sorry, I know not to drag on about this point, was the fact that they're not taking vials and vials of blood. They've got this new thing, which is basically just like a pinprick. And a they leech. can scan that little, it's called the leech, yeah, mega name. And it, and it and it draws blood out without putting a fucking big needle in your arm. And you'd be surprised how many fighters are scared of needles. That will be a massive thing for the sport as well. And that's something that will no doubt roll out of a further afield. But yeah, man, listen, it's good to know that They're always trying to get better. It'd be easy to, for someone like Jeff, Jeff, bringing in Jeff Nowitzki was a statement in itself, but in in being the most tested sports organization for many years, which is something the UFC sold themselves on, their reputation on and built their reputation on, to then go, we can do better than this. We can do better than this. We can do better than this and continue to strive in that area. That's good, man, because I want safe sports. I don't want fighters with loaded gloves.
1: Damn right, brother. Mm -hmm. Uh, that concludes our show today I know we've gone a little bit early it's because of our uh, travel plans so we will oh, be I'm in. Going,
0: going. pack me speedos now lads me factor 50 check
1: Get this out, out right
0: 50s, baby. Just,
1: just, for, just for a bit of a giggle I think she's gone out actually my missus so uh, just for a bit of a giggle we're uh, as families we're going out for a bit of Sunday roast today right and I said to her I said listen man let's take the hit let's go out for a bit of Sunday roast today Stick it on the old company credit card. Keep everybody happy. Tech a bollocking for an hour or two hours about us abandoning them for seven days. And then we'll get on that plane tomorrow, sunshine. Crack open a bottle and let's get going. <laughs>
0: exactly exactly. my thoughts.
1: Listen, uh, make sure you tune into us this week because we are on the ground in Abu Dhabi. We've got loads of great British interest, obviously. Nathaniel's out there. Mo's out there. Uh, Basharat's out there as well. We're claiming him as a, a British fighter, obviously based out of London. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but more importantly than that, we've got a great man and a great core men as well. There's going to be, it's going to be unbelievable. This week is going to be a tremendous. UFC 294. Uh, the the battle of the very, very best fighters on the planet in Makachev and Volkanovski. He doesn't get better than that. For me, it's pound for pound supremacy. Uh, We'll have that conversation throughout the course of the week. Uh, So come and join us right here on this YouTube channel. Fight Disciples is where we're at. And we're also, if you need any audio feed, if you're driving around and you can't watch us, you'd rather listen to us. uh, FightDisciples.com. We're on Apple. We're on Google Play. We're on Spotify. We are everywhere. Hit the button, subscribe, and you'll never miss out on any of our content. Right. Thank you very much for tuning in.
0: We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.